the conductor of an orchestra doesn't make a sound. He depends for his power on his ability to make other people powerful. Benjamin Zander. Man's time here is finite, but the influence of a man is infinite. The question is what shall we do with the daylight that remains? guys welcome back to the show today we're talking about another one of my favorite books the art of possibility but before we get into that i've got to again uh, let you know that i am still traveling europe it's been a wild ride to say the least my my wife was sort of getting sick as she came over here went to the doctor before she came over doc said you know you got a little bit of flu here take this tamiflu you'll be over it no problem you should be good to go. You know, COVID test is negative, etc. We get over here, she's getting sicker and sicker and sicker. So we find some German doctor that doesn't really speak English. He does literally nothing. He, he he looks in her throat, asks if she's got a sore throat. She says no. And then he sits down and starts writing things. We thought he was like doing paperwork before the assessment. But then he's like, here, I'm going to give you some... <laughs> Some meds here, some antibiotics, whatever. Uh, if the if you don't stop coughing up blood within three days, go back to another doctor, right? Well, after a couple of days, we went to another doctor. We did finally get in with an English speaking doctor. He's actually from America, but um, and he did an ultrasound, saw pneumonia in the lungs, and da da da. So got another set of antibiotics, and so two different. Forms of antibiotics, some cough medicine, some other things, and we uh, were coming out of the woods. My wife finally, after about eight days of going downhill, and for four of those or five of those, she's been coughing up blood. So it's been a pretty crappy situation for her and for all of us. We all actually ended up a little bit sick, some sort of flu. Most of us, it was pretty minor, but uh, she's had quite the situation. So, um, Anyway, our trip continues. Uh, we're having fun. We've seen some cool things, a lot of cool castles and tourist attractions around Germany. And now here I sit in the Netherlands, going to go to Amsterdam tomorrow. So pretty cool. Uh, once again, I got to apologize for the audio quality here because this is directly into my laptop. And for the second week in a row, the actual book review is pulled from an old YouTube video that does not exist on the podcast. And so I'm going to share that here in the podcast. So the audio, you know, is not quite the same. The cadence of the book review may be a little different, uh, but coming to you with a, a book review nonetheless. And it is a book that I absolutely loved reading. I think it's a unique twist in the personal development world where uh, Benjamin and Rosmond Zander, they're a couple. Benjamin is the conductor of the Philharmonic Youth Symphony, I think. And uh, his wife, Rosmond, is like a, a therapist, clinically trained therapist. And so the two of them have, you know, interesting jobs where they uh, are very passionate about their work, but they bring those together and the art that they have in their souls comes through in this book. 
and their chapters are kind of quirky, fun titles. And uh, so I, I really enjoyed this book. So I hope you enjoy it as well. And uh, again, if you can help me out by leaving some reviews and sharing this content and helping us, uh, you know, gain a bit of clout with the podcast gods, that would be very much appreciated. So let's get to it. The Art of Possibility uh, by Rosamond Zander and Benjamin Zander. So Roz, as she goes by in the book, is a family therapist and uh, Benjamin is the conductor of the Philharmonic Orchestra for the youth. And he's also a a, um, professor at the New England Conservatory of Music. So these two are, I should say Roz is also a landscape painter. They're like, they are so like artistic to the core that it's, it's not even funny, but somehow they managed to bring that art and that passion for finite detail and uh, like the intricacies of their professions and their passions into the book, which made it a, fa- a fascinating read. I, I loved it. Absolutely loved this book, uh, The Art of P- Possibility. And um, literally, these two just live in their passion. And uh, it was inspiring to sort of to, to see that. Now, a lot of people write about, you know, live your passion and be your truest self and all this stuff, but somehow these people brought it out in the, in the words of the, this book. And a lot of their chapters are like the same basic idea in, you know, in its core of so many other personal development books or speakers, right? Just like topics of like, be yourself, embrace your uniqueness, uh, live in your passion, pursue the goals that are yours and don't, don't fret about what others are thinking or doing or where they're going and find your people. And, um, you know, and yet they have a a completely different spin on it, a different language around it. And they call it, uh, they named each of them different things. So I'm just going to, let me get to the table of context contents and just give you a little bit of it, what it says. So it's all invented. Basically that's the first, first chapter. And they're talking about like, like the way our brain is wired to perceive the world. And essentially we, we take a little bit of information to prove to ourselves that what we already think is true, right? And so it's all invented. And they go into some scientific studies that show what we think we know is only what we know for now. And then we'll come up with something new, right? And it's all invented. Like what is considered fact today might not be fact tomorrow. And then we'll have a new fact. And, um, so you might as well create your own universe around yourself for what you want and what you desire and what you're shooting for. Um, stepping into to a universe of possibility. And that's that like catches the the main idea of this book or the the way that these two people are, uh, Roz and Benjamin. They seriously just stepped into this world of possibility and they make the best of it and they they inspire people and they they connect with people and they're just completely i mean obviously they're not oblivious to the the outside world but the, it sure it sure feels that way reading their experiences right obviously you take a long life put it into a book and it seems like they never had any problems but um 
anyway, <laughs> uh, giving an A. I liked that. They give they give people an, an A, and I'm going to get into some of these things, but uh, remember that one, giving an A. Being a con- contribution, uh, leading from any chair. They have one called rule number six. And then the, the way things are, giving way to passion, lighting a spark. So anyway, things you've heard before, but it's a different spin, a new twist. Uh, I'll read a few of them. And literally, I picked like a few quotes to read in the first like 50 pages. I didn't even get, I didn't even go further than that because I don't want to spend like an hour on this video, but such a good book. Um, so it's all invented. What we mean is it's all invented anyway, so we might as well invent a story or a framework of meaning that enhances our our quality of life and the life of those around us. Later on, he says, however, the term it's all invented points to the more fundamental notion that is uh, through the evolved structure of the brain that we perceive the world and mind const- the, the mind constructs. Uh, the meaning our minds construct may be widely shared and sustained for us, but they may have little to do with the world itself. Furthermore, how would we know? <laughs> so you might as well, you might as well go for what you believe in and what you like and what you desire because for all we know, it might be the, the most true thing, the most, um, honest, sincere and best path for you, right? Uh, later on, he says, in a universe of possibility, a universe of possibility stretches beyond the world of measurement to include all worlds, infinite, generative, and abundant. Um, literally, the world is full of possibility and opportunity, and there is no way you can restrict it, right? At one point in this book, he had his kids write letters to NASA. And essentially, they wrote letters of like, thank you for pushing the envelope, for looking for new discovery, for spending your entire life looking to go out to a new place and break the box we call Earth and and find some small new discovery, which would be like, that's all they need to, to thrive, right? And, and uh, these astronauts were so inspired by those letters that they actually ended up sending the, the letters on a CD-ROM uh, into space and things. But Basically, think of think of that. Like we we judge everything by the world around us. I talk about this a lot. Like the culture you grew up in is so ingrained and so deep that you are judged by that, and you judge the world by that. But what if your culture has some things that are inconsistent with the actual world or the facts or the uh, what we now know to be true? Right? Um, How are my thoughts and actions in this moment reflections of the measurement world? Think about that. Like, we we try to structure a job or a career or a passion or a sport around very specific rules and and think that we're going to be judged by that. But when you break the rules and go out, like, look at Elon Musk. That's a dude that that doesn't even care about boundaries. He he's like, well, I wanted to go to space. Well, what qualifies you to to go to space? I read a lot of books. That was his answer. He's not an astronaut. He's not. He didn't go to work for NASA or go to school for this. He read a lot of books, so he started SpaceX. What the? He solves the biggest problems, and he acts like nothing is in the way. And it's true. He's making it happen. It's crazy. In fact, recently he said he could fix Puerto Rico's power problems with his solar power company. They've restructured other islands. Puerto Rico's bigger, but 
he said it's a scalable thing, so it wouldn't be any problem. And so now they're working on it. We'll see what happens there. Um, let's see. He says, my teacher, the great cellist, Gaspar Casado, used to say to us as students, I'm so sorry for you. Your lives have been so easy. You can't play great music unless your heart's been broken. So I play the guitar and kind of learn the piano and violin right now. And so I, I somewhat understand some of the things he's talking about, but he's so like, he spent his entire life in music, right? And he's just like, he brings a lot of that experience into this book and ways he helped uh, change it, a student's passion or whatever for music, the way it's portrayed, right? But you can't play great music unless your heart's been broken. Like I always say, you don't want the journey to be easy. Like you want experience, you want growth, you want character, like you want the things that come from the journey. And the easy journey is not where character is built. That's not where heroes are made. That's not where leaders develop. You want the journey and you want some difficulty. You want some peaks. You want some valleys. You want some plateaus. Like you want it all. And um, in music, right, we're so about like timing, right? You want this perfect timing so that nothing is off. You don't want it off pitch and you don't want it out of time, right? Well, he kind of alludes to these ideas a lot in music. That's the basics of music. But when you're going to really actually put some passion into it, the timing changes through the through the song. So all of a sudden, we're going to spend our whole lives trying to get on perfect timing. And then we're going to go off timing to actually put passion into the song. And... Um, and that that reflects the true emotion of of life, right? Most songs are written for about a life process or something. And so it's like sometimes you just have so much momentum and then sometimes you hit a wall and then you stop and you slow down and it's sad and it's hard and then you get back up and right. And so like in order to portray that through a song, especially with a symphony, there's no lyrics. So you're trying to really bring out emotion in a in a song. You have to really you have to go through that, right? And he's taught his, his teachers like, your heart's never been broken. So you can't feel the real passion of, of this song, right? And, and, uh, the same is true for every setting in life, whether it's music or your job or your relationship or whatever. You can't have great empathy for another person in communication. If you've never had your heart broken, if you've never uh, struggled, if you've never been broke, but if you've gone through these things, now you can you can connect with people and you can make relationships and make their lives better because you understand what's going on and what they're going through and stuff. So um, don't look for just easy. Be grateful for every experience. Obviously, we're not looking for heartbreak, but if you've if your heart's been broken, I mean, be grateful that you now have wisdom through that and, and a, a new ability and a new skill and a mindset that you can reach reach to when, when needed. You can draw on those things. Um, when he retired from the Supreme Court Justice, Thurgood Marshall was asked of what accomplishment he was most proud of. He answered simply that I did the best I could with what I had. Could there be any greater acknowledgement? Um, a while back, I was... I was listening to some podcasts about, you know, um, building a business and things. And it was basically just like, start with what you have. Like, don't wait for new resources. Take what you have right now and do the best you can. Actually, it's Pat Flynn is one of the ones that, that 
really harps on this idea, like take whatever assets you have, turn those into a, a funnel for people to go down and learn information and glean what you've got. And as you grow that, you'll, you'll, you'll come up with products to sell and you'll, you'll, you, you take what you've got, you give it to others, you provide this service and ideas and thought patterns and you turn that into business. It turns into money. It turns into connections. It turns into everything. So like do the best right now with whatever you have. Don't wait for more opportunities. Anyone that's ever started a YouTube channel, well, maybe not anyone, but a lot of people that start YouTube channels and became somebody started like in their bedroom and they started on an iPhone. They started with a dumpy camera and, and some of them just keep growing, growing, growing until they've got camera people behind expensive cameras. Like look at Dude Perfect, for example. Some of their early videos are, are hilarious. They got like the the low budget helmet cam where they basically taped a cheap camera on top of like a um like a bike helmet or whatever. <laughs> now dude per perfect they make millions of dollars and they have cameramen that they pay and uh, an entire warehouse where they can just go in there and play and be goofballs and they make money from it. Start with what you've got. What you got might just be a personality, not even assets as far as a physical world, right? Um, jumping in the middle of things, he says, he knew me exactly the way I could have, have wanted to be known. It works that way. As soon as you, you have the grace to give people A's, all sorts of things are revealed that were as though hidden behind the, the veil. Letters pop out, memories return. There are new openings. When the relationship itself is no longer in question, we can ask ourselves, what now do we want to create? So remember I said, giving an A. In his classroom, he just gives everyone an A, but his request is that they write a letter and say, I got an A or I earned my A because of this. And they have to explain why, how they changed and how they grew and what they got from the class that gave them the A. Now they write this letter at the first of the semester. So it, it's a different way of setting a new, a goal for yourself, a way of opening up, right? Where in music and art, it's very much about showing your emotions through some new venue. So he, he has them write this letter about giving them, they, they earned their A for this. It's a, it's a really interesting way of setting a goal for yourself to open up and become um, open to new ideas, new structures, new methods. Um, and so it's very interesting, but, but from that, there are new openings. When the relationship itself is no longer in question, we ask ourselves, what now do we want to create? Think of your marriage, your relationship, your friends. If you're just going to give your, your spouse an A, like they get an A already. Um, how does that affect me? You know, it's not, not necessarily like I get an A. So now what there's, that's one angle to look at it. But what if you just would give your spouse an A, um, he was able to connect deeper with his students and find out more about their goals and passions and dreams um, through that method than through having a strict, you know, the music world in general, when you get to high levels of music, super competitive and it's a really cutthroat environment and conductors and things are very like they demand perfection or else. And, and so he kind of went at this new angle with it and it, it worked out magnificently for him to give an A and then, you know, speak to people's passions and work towards their goals and things. So very interesting. Um, 
Last thing I'll read, he says, when I began playing the game of contribution, on the other hand, I found there was no better orchestra than the one I was conducting. No better person to be with than the one I was with. In fact, there was no better. In the game of contribution, you wake up each day and bask in the emotion that you are a gift to the others. So, like you've heard, you know, contribute. Like I've heard millionaires say, like, I I don't know why, but if you give your money away, somehow it turns into more money. You get more back. You Karma brings it back or whatever. And, you know, contribute. If you, that's the purpose of life is if you gain something, give, you know, give back, contribute. Well, his perspective on that, his take on that is like the world becomes like the best it could possibly be because what else would I want to contribute to other than what I have to contribute to right now? Um, the people around me, the, the, community I live in, the world I live in, how can I contribute? And every day I wake up with this new beginning on how can I change for the better the things and people around me. It's a beautiful life philosophy and it's a good way to go about about life. These principles that he teaches in here has taken him to countries all over the world. He's played with the best musicians in the world. He speaks to CEOs and companies of the biggest, the biggest ones in the world. He like, he's just done so much. And then, and then Roz, as she brings her spin into it through the family therapy spin, um, just interesting ways to communicate to, to people, um, and, um, how to, change the way we think about certain ideas or how we communicate certain ideas. And she's, she's brilliant in her own sense. Um, I've personally, I I love music and I play music and then I've, I've, my wife is uh, studying to be a therapist as well. And we've gone to some therapy together and it's, I think, I think it's a way of challenging a person's current culture. Um, not that your culture is bad, but you need to challenge and, and get new ideas and new perspective. And therapy is a brilliant way of, of doing that, especially if your therapist is is really experienced and good at that because they can really just basically in a, in a very kind way play devil's advocate about whatever it is you're – whatever rut you're in or – mindset you have. And so it's, it's an interesting way to get a uh, new perspective on life. So I appreciated both of them in this book. Very interesting people and artistic yet like great self-help book. And, and I, I, I found it very, very inspiring. So the art of possibility, transforming professional and personal life. Very good, very good book. I'll put a link below so you can purchase from Amazon uh, when you do that, I get a small commission at no extra charge to you. Um, head over to BronsonWilkes.com and, and check out the other books that we have on there and book reviews. Subscribe to this channel for more book reviews weekly, and we'll see you all soon. Thanks. Hey, thanks for listening to the entire episode. As a token of gratitude, I want to give you a discount on my book, Ingrained. Head over to bronsonwilkes.com store.
and download Ingrained for less than a dollar with the coupon code GOALS, G-O-A-L-S.